Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Julia Menez from GeoBreeze Travel. Julia is the host of the GeoBreeze Travel podcast and is a travel hacking coach. She teaches people like you and me to travel for free or at least for a fraction of the cost. And come on, who doesn't like a free hotel upgrade or a free flight ticket to a place where you've been wanting to go? Julia will give us an introduction to travel hacking, what travel hacking is, how she got started, what the pitfalls are, and how you can do it too. While most of the tips will be more relevant for our uh, American friends listening, Julia will still provide some uh, great tips for us in Europe as well. This episode is for you if you want to travel for a fraction of the cost, but do not know where to start your research, or maybe it's for you if you are already wasting too much time doing your research online. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Julia. How are you doing today? Hello. I am so excited to be here. Okay, fantastic. Well, Julia, glad to have you on because you will bring a topic that we haven't really discussed uh, here on the podcast so far. It's travel hacking. So we have discussed with people traveling around the world, uh, digital nomads, uh, slow travelers, etc., but not really people who uh, use the benefits of credit card points, of mileage, uh, airline points, etc. And this is basically, yeah, your... Um, expertise let's say i mean you you're professional travel hackers you you speak about it you have your own podcast about it so julia let's uh, start with the start uh, what is travel hacking sure so travel hacking is just the art of being able to get free travel by getting points and miles and leveraging the loyalty programs of airlines hotel companies credit card companies in order to get free travel okay but well, that sounds exciting and uh, who doesn't like a free trip to, uh, I don't know, the Bahamas? Uh, <laughs> if, you can, if you can get it for free, it's always even, uh, it makes the experience even better. But okay, maybe uh, let's roll back a little bit because, um, yeah, I think you have a compelling story as well because you like to travel, obviously, and you like to get it for free. But maybe let's dig a bit in your financial history uh, so we understand where that passion comes from. So, Julia, I mean, um, You've had quite uh, a different money mindset, money story than most of the Americans. And you're based in New Jersey, I believe. But your uh, money mindset is a little bit different. Can you um, guide us through your story a little bit? Sure. So I am not originally from New Jersey. I grew up in Blue Springs, Missouri, which is right in the middle of the U.S. And people always assume it's from somewhere more exotic and more interesting. But I am from like the least interesting place okay. ever. I'm from Blue Springs, Missouri. And so I grew up in a Filipino-American immigrant family. And when I was growing up, we just didn't travel that much. It was maybe one vacation to the Philippines every eight years or so. We would throw in a road trip here or there, but really didn't travel much at all. Didn't know much about credit card and credit card benefits growing up or anything like that. So that was my travel experience for mm -hmm maybe the first 20, 22 years of my life. And then when I was in college, I actually did a study abroad trip to China. And 
it was fascinating. And I, I was studying international business there and I really just wanted to find a career that just paid for me to travel Mm -hmm. for free everywhere. And that was much harder than I thought it was going to be because in my day job, I'm an actuary. I calculate insurance math and I thought, oh, there's lots of international actuaries. This should be really easy to get a job that just pays for me to travel everywhere. But for whatever reason, it was actually really difficult to land those positions. They don't come up very often. So I thought to myself, okay, is there a way that I can travel for free without having to depend on an employer to fund it for me? And so my husband one day told me about some different fire blogs and I was reading through them. And as you know, people talk about different tax hacks. People talk about being digital nomads. And eventually the topic of travel hacking came up. And when I first heard about it, I had a very similar reaction as most people do, which is this is probably a scam because it has the word hacking and it has the word traveling or it has the word hacking and it has the words credit card in the same (laughs) description. Mm -hmm. So probably not great. But as we dove in, we're like, okay, maybe we'll just get one or two cards. This seems like it's a pretty legit thing. And so we got a couple of sign-up bonuses. And the first time we actually had So, so you to, didn't have any credit cards before that? We had regular credit cards. So not the ones that earn travel points, but just ones that you get like some cash back or really no annual fee, no useful benefits type okay. of credit cards. Mm-hmm. So I knew that it was good to have credit lines open in case we bought a house one day or something like that. But I didn't know anything about the world of lucrative rewards that you can get with credit cards. So we got a couple of those sign-up bonuses and we were about to go on a trip to Morocco, but 20 hours before we boarded our plane, our tour guide who was handling our hotel, our transportation, all of our excursions, basically everything except for our flight, called me and said, hey, we have a family emergency and I have to cancel your tour. And he was a one-man operation, so he didn't have a backup. So we were about to get on a plane to Morocco and had no hotel, no nothing. Nothing was booked. So then I panicked and called American Express because they had their SPG points, which was the Starwood Starwood Hotels, which has since merged with Marriott. And I said, hey, I just got these like 30,000 points or whatever. What can I do with that? Is there a hotel you can get me Mm -hmm. in Casablanca because we don't have anywhere to stay? And they were like, yep, that's what the points are for. You can afford four free nights in Casablanca. And here's the reservation for you. So I'm like, wow, that was easy and it's magical. And then we landed in Casablanca and they were like, oh, thank you for being a preferred member with our loyalty program. Here's an upgraded room. You get access to the club lounge and free breakfast. They had like awesome French pastries and everything. And they treated us so nice. And I'm like, wow, like I am now addicted to this. (laughs) And so from there, then I just started diving even deeper and deeper about what are the different ways we can earn even more points and miles. What are the next best credit cards to get? And how do we do this sustainably? Because the entire time my husband was just like, we should not open 15 cards. So we were getting like maybe two to four cards a year for the first few years. And since then, I've definitely dived deeper in recent years now that I have a podcast and I coach other people how to do this for themselves and how to come up with their own travel hacking strategy plan in order to travel for free wherever they want to travel. So Pretty recently, I have begun to dive super deep into this hobby. Mm-hmm. No, very good. And uh, yeah, it's excellent. I mean, that, that must have been a very nice feeling, as you said, uh, 
being welcomed as a royalty. That's 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 quite cool. And, and then, uh, of course, I mean, your story, it's um, it happened because of circumstances. But how can people start earning those points? How, how does that work, actually, uh, Julia? Yeah, so I always recommend to people before you just start Googling what's the best credit card for me and applying for cards left and right, come up with a plan and start from the end and then work backwards. So think about where is it that you want to travel and where is it that you want to stay within that city and get as specific as possible. So rather than just saying, I want to have a trip to New York City, tell yourself, okay, I want to go see a Broadway show and I want to be near Times Square. I want to be in a hotel that's facing the Empire State Building. So I have cool pictures going out of my hotel window. Like get really specific. And then from there, you can work backwards and say, okay, who flies from my home airport to New York City? And what hotels service the area that I want to stay in? And then from there, you can ask yourself, how many points would it take for me to be able to get that flight for free or to get a week of hotel nights or however many nights you need for free at the hotel? And then once you know what airline you want, what hotel you want, and how much it's going to cost as far as points, then you see what credit card can get you those points Mm -hmm. as far as transfer partners and everything like that. And then you apply for those cards. So those are kind of the steps that I would recommend somebody go through rather than just saying, oh, I Googled what's the best card and now I have this card and let me figure out where I want to go with it. You get much, much better redemptions if you start with a goal in mind, if you want to travel to the Maldives or to Thailand or to New York or to Paris or something like that, and then work backwards and come up with your travel hacking plan that way. Yeah, no, very good uh, because, yeah, indeed, it's easy to say, (laughs) let's uh, get uh, five cards. uh, Yeah, we'll get points here and there. Uh, And now, for example, do you have, are you on uh, several programs or do you have a multitude of credit cards or you you stick to uh, two or three or something? How, How does that work for you? I think my husband and I combined have about 17 credit cards. Oh my God. <laughs> which which is really normal for travel hackers. Some of the people that I've interviewed on the GeoBreeze Travel podcast have had 23 credit cards across two people, 35 credit cards across two people. Um, some people opened like 15 credit cards in their first year because it was back in the day when you were allowed to do that. So we definitely are within the reasonable range for people who are really into this hobby. Most people I recommend don't get more than five or six in your first year these days, especially if you're going from like zero to travel hacking, then start with like no more than five or six. But don't you get lost? I mean, uh, 17 cards. I mean, myself personally, I never had more than three because uh, I think one was uh, even from my previous job. So it's like... um, 17, I would get lost. Maybe, no, don't, don't you, uh, you never forget any bills or anything. So that's a really good point. One of the key rules with travel hacking is you need to make sure that you set everything on auto pay to just be paid in full every single month. Because if I had to log in 17 times to everything, like I would drop so many things. There would be so many mm-hmm. um, late payments. So everything is set to be automatically paid in full each month, which really is good for your credit score. because then you never have a missed payment. And you also are much more aware of your finances this way, because if you just have to treat your credit card like, oh, well, it's going to get paid off in 30 days. It's like a debit card that has to get paid off in 30 days rather than, oh, I'll just charge it on my credit card and then I'll carry over the balance from month to month. 
This keeps you from doing that because if you carry a balance from month to month on a travel hacking credit card, these are some of the highest interest cards on the market. And this is how they can afford to give you such lucrative travel benefits is they are banking on you to not be able to pay it off in full. And they're banking on you to pay a ton of interest. So you want to make sure you're avoiding all of that by just paying it off in full every single month. And as far as staying organized with all of the different credit cards, there are a lot of tools that I use to keep track of everything. So one of the things with these credit cards is they all, they almost all have a sign-up bonus of like get 50,000 bonus points if you spend $3,000 within the first three months. And I have set up reminders for myself to make sure that I always meet that because that's where the bulk of your points is going to come from, is from sign-up bonuses. So I use a tool called Travel Freely, which sends me those reminders. It also tells me each year when my annual fee is going to come due so that I can decide whether I want to keep a credit card open or not. There's a tool called Award Wallet, which helps me to track how many points I have within each of the different programs. There's a tool that I love called card pointers, which tells me what card to use for any given purchase. It'll calculate automatically which card will get me the most points for a restaurant purchase versus like um, public transit purchase versus groceries or travel or regular shopping or something like that. So there are a lot of tools to kind of do this brain work for me. And then, yeah, you mentioned the word hobby. Because when I oh, hear yeah. it like this, it, it sounds like a hobby. It's not like um, you have one or two credit cards or whatever. You're part of some uh, reward um, uh, campaigns and you use that and you get to travel for free. It's, you really need an app to, to monitor all this. You cannot be late. I mean, it, it, it's a ton of research, of course, to get the, the right card. Then once you kind of made up your mind. So how much time does that take you actually to, to figure all this um, how can I say mechanics <laughs> to, to be able to travel for free? Yeah. So I did it wrong when I first started because I did what most people did and just read through a whole bunch of blogs and then watch some YouTube videos and just take a whole bunch of time doing that. Mm -hmm. What I actually recommend to people instead to save yourself a ton of time, first of all, join a community. There are a lot of points and miles communities out there. Some of them are nicer than others that you can just ask your questions to the people in the community who are happy to help. And that will make it a lot faster for you to learn the ins and outs of travel hacking. I host these hangouts as well um, through my podcast community, which they can find through my website on geobreezetravel.com slash hangouts. So that's one way to really accelerate your learning is just through other people. Go to points and miles meetups, or you can hire a travel hacking coach like me, where if you're like, okay, I want to figure out what's the best moves for me to make in order to do that process that Julia just described of, okay, I want to go to Paris. Who even flies there? What points do I need? What hotels are in the area? Which ones are good points redemptions versus bad ones? And which credit cards can get me the most points with those airlines and hotels? If that just sounds like a lot of research, that's what people like me do is since we already have the expertise, we just put together those strategies for you and offer like a quick step-by-step -step for somebody so that they don't have to spend months and months or years of research because I've talked to other people on my podcast who also do this kind of thing where they, it, it's part of their job. They do award booking services or they do travel hacking coaching or they prepare courses or something like that. 
And they said that like when they first got into it, it was like four hours a day for months learning their specialty, whether it's award booking routes or credit cards or just like trying to write about all of these things or learning all of the different tips and tricks for how to maximize earning points. Mm -hmm. There's already people who do that. And I know part of wanting to be frugal and save a whole bunch of money, it seems weird to just pay somebody to do it for you because you're like, oh, it's like, I'm just super disciplined and I will DIY it. It just depends on what you want to optimize for because sometimes it can save you a ton of time and a ton of money if you just pay somebody a little bit of money to do this. Like the travel hacking hangouts that I host, it's five or $6 to, to get in. And then you get all of your questions answered in real time from like 20 other people and it saves you a lot of time. So if somebody's not willing to pay $5 for something like that, like, okay, <laughs> I guess you, you can trade like weeks of research if you really don't want to yeah, pay I mean, any four, money for four it. Four hours uh, a day uh, instead of $5. Okay. Sorry. What's, uh, what's your time worth then? <laughs> exactly. And I think that's something that can get lost with people who are, really, really into frugality. Like I used to be where I'm like, Oh no, it just, it cheapens it. If I have to pay somebody to help me rather than going through the motions by myself and doing it the hard way by myself. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that you learn from travel hacking is that you don't have to brute force it. You don't have to just fly a whole bunch in order to earn airline miles. And you don't have to read 10 gazillion blog posts in order to learn what credit cards are going to be the best one for you. Sometimes it really just helps to pay a little bit of money to have somebody help you along the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. And okay, of course, you are um, based in the US, uh, Julia. Do you have any, because it's different in every country. I mean, this, I mean, like the stock markets, we can talk about it. It's pretty similar with a few different fees and, uh, and brokers everywhere around the world, but it's the, the principle are the same. Now with travel hacking and this credit card points, it's pretty much different. It's really different, even I think from Canada to US. So do, do you have any other tips for the people listening from other countries than US for Europeans or Canadians or UK people? Yeah, some of the fundamentals are going to stay the same. So whatever country you're in, make sure you're still paying it off in full every month automatically. Don't carry a balance. Don't pay interest. Don't do any of that. Still come up with your strategy plan for coming up with your destination first and then working backwards to the credit card. Mm -hmm. So all of those fundamentals still stay the same. What's different is the specific credit cards that you are allowed to get within each country. And the way that I learn about this for different countries is just to ask somebody who has an expertise in that country. Because there is no reason for me to read through all of the Australian blogs to figure out what is even offered in Australia. I just talked to somebody who is in Australia. It, and then I refer anybody who asks me, oh, how do I travel hack in Australia to that person? Or same with Canada. If somebody, we get a ton of questions about, oh, well, how does this work for Canadians? And I always respond, I don't know, I'm not Canadian, <laughs> but I can tell you some Instagram names. Like there's a couple called Spencer and Ashley. And then there's another guy, his handle is Prince of Travel. And they are Canadian travel hackers and know way more about this than I do. So my recommendation for other countries is just to build your network mm -hmm. of people who are in your country. And if somebody wants to reach out to me and they're like, hey, I live in like the UK or something like that, um, I will refer you to the people who I've met in the UK. One is called Ollie Travel Geek. He's pretty good. So 
there's somebody who probably does this in your country, depending on whether or not your country offers travel hacking credit cards. Mm-hmm. And that would be my best advice there to figure out the specific offers. Okay, thank you. No, it, it's a bit of a big difference, actually, I think, between the US and um, Europe. I mean, I don't know about UK, but at least in my experience, And from what I hear here and there, and I did some research before the episode, I think it was uh, on a website of uh, of a Mr. Money Moustache that I found it. And it's like people of Europe from all countries, like Norway, Italy, etc., saying, oh, yeah, it's so difficult to to really do it the American way, the, the credit card, the, sorry, the, the points and miles like uh, with the credit cards. It's not that widespread. It's not, I mean, you can do it. To a certain extent, I mean, I had a card when I was in Norway, I mean, from the company, from the airline itself, from Norwegian, and I used it for my groceries and some purchases here and there. And then I could uh, gain points. And then in the end, okay, I think uh, I got one uh, free trip to Barcelona. That was it. But uh, it was a lot of efforts. There was not all this sign up bonus and all these things. I think it's the, I mean, this part of... um, Credit cards, it's not uh, widespread. And I think I can speak for Belgium, for Luxembourg, for uh, any country here. I think what works well so far, I mean, I'm limited in my experience, but what has worked for me is to um, to stay with one airline, one program, one or two airlines. Uh, for when I was in Norway, there was SAS. And I've had as well, I collected quite some points with Brussels Airlines, the Belgian company, just by flying a lot. Uh, but okay, I was lucky with work. And otherwise, this airline credit cards, uh, which worked well as well. And of course, the same principle applies, as you said, huh? you need to pay in full every month. Otherwise, it's worthless. You're, you're just getting into more debt. And so the, basically, that was it. And then you can, I mean, the, the, the trips are quite cheap if, within Europe. If you go from Belgium to Rome, I mean, to, to Italy or from Spain to Hungary, I think it's quite okay. You know, the, the round trips are like 150 euros or even less if you're lucky with Ryanair. So that's our way to travel hack. It's just cheap and you book it in advance on, uh, and maybe get a red eye flight, etc. So that's a way to do it. Otherwise, I, I'm, I'm sure some listeners have uh, way better travel hacks than this. But so far, this is uh, my experience uh, in Europe. But who knows? I mean, if you're a listener in, uh, in Italy, in Germany, in Belgium, please... Uh, reach out and uh, point us to um, some uh, of the local travel hackers. I think that will help uh, everyone uh, because, yeah, it can help myself as well. It's really a topic I'm uh, not familiar with. Uh, anyway, I mean, it's, uh, let's get, head back to our guest, uh, Julia. So, Julia, you you're, um, have the 17 uh, credit cards. You're helping people. You're coaching people on, on travel hacking, and that's fantastic. But what about the travels themselves? The, the trips themselves, I mean, do you, um, how often do you travel and what are your favorite places? So yeah, what do you do with all those points? Yeah, that's a good question. And outside <laughs> of this year, which I didn't barely travel anywhere, I think I went to Ecuador before everything got shut down. Oh, Normally we would take like four, four international trips each year. And I've been to more than 30 countries, a lot of them for free using points and miles. This year has been a lot of domestic travel. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) And so we're based in the New York, New Jersey region right now. We did just a couple trips to South Dakota, Missouri, Kansas City, Colorado. We have a trip 
to the Bahamas plan. So crossing our fingers that that works out and like COVID doesn't shut it down <laughs> or anything else like that. But most years we would be taking about four international trips each year. And sometimes it's tempting to just say, I want to pay nothing ever for travel. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if you just come across a really good cash deal where it's like $200 to fly from the US to Europe or something, then just take that deal. Like you don't always have to be using points. Yeah, I know there's sometimes a mindset in the travel hacking community of if you ever pay for a flight again, then you're bad at this game. <laughs> but that's really not true. You just have to be intentional about it and know when is it worth using my points mm -hmm. yeah. versus when should I just search for a cheap cash fare on Google flights or Scott's cheap flights or something like that. Mm -hmm. And any souvenir, any trip that really strike to you that was the best trip ever that you gained with points? I mean, whatever, if it's point or not, but what was, yeah, a great memory that you, that you want to share here on the, on the episode? Yeah. So we went to Hawaii for a wedding, um, October of 2019. Mm -hmm. And we had a free Hilton night certificate that came with one of our credit cards. And so of course my first thought is, what is the most expensive hotel where I can use this free night certificate? <laughs> and so the answer is the Grand Wailea in Maui, which is a Waldorf Astoria hotel. Mm -hmm. It starts at $500 per night. Oh, yeah. And we got that for free for the standard room. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't enough, though. So I wrote to them by email and I said, hey, we are currently booked in the standard room. If there is availability and you're not sold out, is there a chance we could get upgraded to the $650 a night room because I have status with your hotel, something like that. Mm -hmm. And what actually ended up happening, they upgraded us to a $900 a night room, which comes with free breakfast and cocktail hour, which is pretty much dinner. So we saved so much on food in Hawaii. And they also wheeled in this tray of like champagne and local Hawaiian snacks. So it was probably more than $1,000 worth of savings in just one night from the Waldorf Astoria in Maui. It was amazing. And if anybody wants the same template that I use for emailing um, hotels to get these free upgrades, you can find it at geobreezetravel.com slash download dash template. And I can send you that for the show notes as well. Okay, that, that's perfect. Because what I really like as well is those kind of uh, quick, even better hacks. I really love those. You know, like you get something or whatever if you don't get, but just asking a really small effort, like a quick email, a quick phone call, and you get even much better. Just sometimes you just need to ask. Okay, that, that's, uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, the quick hacks are like, always just negotiate for stuff, whether it's upgrades, you can negotiate the annual fee down on your credit cards, because a lot of these are like $400 or $500 a year just to keep the card open. Mm -hmm. And if you're using it correctly, you're getting more than $500 worth of travel value out of the card. But you can still negotiate down those annual fees with just a quick call to Chase or American Express or something like that. Another quick hack is just to join a meetup wherever you can find points and miles meetups to ask your questions there. So there are a lot of quick hacks. And out of those, you'll learn even more quick hacks. A lot of them are scripts that you can just read off to a person on the phone and be like, hey, um, whatever you're the problem you're trying to solve is whether you got declined for a credit card and you need to do a reconsideration call or you want your annual fee waived or something like that. There's always some quick 
hacks and tricks for that too. Mm -hmm. No, very good. I like those. And I think you posted one on Instagram today or a couple of days ago. So really helpful and just, it's just out there so everybody can read them. And that's valid for everyone. So uh, whether you're in Europe, Canada, UK, or I don't know where, um, it's, uh, it's available for everyone and applicable. So that's great, uh, Julia. And then I have one question. Okay, travel hacking, it sounds exciting, traveling for free or getting a good savings on the trip. But is that for everybody? I mean, should everybody travel hack now? What is the, the good balance here to, to keep? That's a really good question. And I would say travel hacking is not for you yet if you're not yet in a position where you can pay off your credit card in full every month. If you're still working your way out of a lot of debt or you have a lot of credit card debt, especially, then travel hacking is not for you yet. That doesn't mean you shouldn't start learning about it because it might be a really good motivation to get that credit card debt paid off. But don't start applying for more credit cards at this time because the interest that you're going to pay off on your current consumer debt is really just going to outweigh any of the benefits that you're getting from all the effort that you're putting into travel hacking. So if you're in a position where you can't pay off all of your credit cards every month yet, don't do this yet. Instead, pay off your debt, start researching. And then once your debt is paid off, then get into travel hacking. Uh, what about people, for example? Okay, for my, for example, myself, okay, I do a few weekends here and there, usually in non-COVID times, and then I do a big trip every year. Some people, they will say, look, I go uh, on ski holiday in the winter and I go on the, so I do bit two big trips, ski holidays in the winter and one big trip in the summer with the family, with the kids and all. Uh, what about those people that, um, you know, they have two or three big trips a year? Can they travel hack? Should they spend time on that? Or is it out of reach because they don't travel so much? Oh, absolutely. There are so many different ways to craft a travel hacking lifestyle. And this is kind of the type of story that I search for when I'm interviewing people on the GeoBreeze Travel podcast as well, because I interviewed one lady who has four children. And so, and her husband works a lot. So oftentimes it's like a single mom with four children traveling off of just points and miles so that they can afford to get five or six plane tickets at a given time. Or I know another woman who used points and miles to go to the Philippines to adopt her son or something like that. I know people who use their points and miles to get one really great, memorable trip every year. Uh, there's a lot of proposal stories that are about to come up in the month of <laughs> February on my podcast where they're like, and then it was like worth $17,000 and we only paid $1,000 for it because of points and miles. And she said yes. And I'm like, well, I really hope she said yes after that <laughs> proposal. So whatever your travel lifestyle is, points and miles can help you get that. And even if you don't earn enough points and miles to get it completely for free, and you're like, well, I have a family of five, but we can only get three flights for free. That's still three flights for free. So, yeah, it's still a massive discount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you can't cover everything with points and miles, it's still a really good way to put a dent into your travel budget. No, no. Very good, uh, Julia. So thank, thank you for all the tips. And uh, maybe I will end up with one question. Um, so what are the next trips uh, for you? Uh, let's say that uh, when COVID is gone, if it goes away. <laughs> so we're going to the Bahamas soon. Hopefully that one knock on wood, goes okay. I want to go to Ireland this year in mm -hmm. August. Hopefully that goes okay. I've had these business class tickets booked to go to Spain for a while now, and nice. I've just like had to move them from 
March, which isn't going to happen. And then I've moved them into the summertime. And that was an incredible redemption with Iberia. It was, I think, 68,000 points for two people round trip, which is unheard of for business class. So I am so excited to take that flight one of these days. So hopefully one of these days I can do the Iberia thing. But those are some of the trips that I have planned for 2021, Mm -hmm. if all goes well. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Okay, well, very good, uh, Julia. So, yeah, we've come at the end of the show. And uh, Julia, as you know, we always have our three quick fire questions. Are you ready? I hope so. (laughs) Very good. So, uh, Julia, I mean, usually here we talk a bit more about money. I mean, we, we did a little bit. But what has been your best investment so far? Mm, my best investment so far has just been the really boring ones into Vanguard with the low fee index funds, just tried and true going going and investing in there. Boring is good as well. Huh? I mean, uh, don't <laughs> so that that's fine. Uh, excellent. Uh, low cost, easy, you know, then you can live your life and think about traveling instead of uh, Worrying about money. That's, that's the whole point. And then question number two, do you have a book to recommend? Uh, and it does not need to be a financial book or maybe it's a travel book for you. I don't know. What's a book you recommend? You, re- you can recommend to everybody? I recently read a book called In Her Purpose. And I'm, I'm going to maybe mess up the subtitle a little bit, but it's 40 stories of Asian women redefining success on their own terms. And the stories were just so inspiring. and. One of the things that I try to do on the podcast is feature more women and people of color who are into travel hacking, because for whatever reason, almost all of the featured travel hackers out there are always just white men. And <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to feature more people mm-hmm. who you don't normally see in the travel hacking space, because when you see somebody who looks like you, who's able to do all of these cool things like travel for free, it just begets some kind of belief in you that you can do it too. And so I found a ton of inspiration in this book called In Her Purpose, because I'm Filipina and there were so many incredible stories of women doing incredible things like starting businesses or becoming professional chefs, like winning competitions on that, running for office. So that would be the book that I recommend for people either to read themselves or to gift to somebody else in their life. Well, very good. And uh, there's no reason why uh, women cannot be a top chef, uh, etc., or CEO, whatever. Huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, very good. And then last question, what is the best purchase you've made for under $100? The soda stream machine that yeah. injects carbon dioxide into your water so that you just have fizzy water whenever you want. Oh, it's so good. And I've just been so much better hydrated since getting that machine. And I bought it for somebody off of like the apartment Craigslist thing. So I only paid $30 for it. I think it's probably like 60 or 70 retail at Bed Bath & Beyond or something like that. But I absolutely love my soda stream. Keeps me much better hydrated. And it's just a lot more fun to drink water now, which everybody should just go drink water after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good, very good. And I think it's good for plastic waste as well. So uh, very good, very good tip, um, Julia. So, Julia, yeah, we talked about your podcast, so people can find you at GeoBreeze Travel uh, Podcast. But where else are you? Are you on, you're on social media, obviously. What's your website? Can you share uh, that with us? 
Sure. So my Instagram is where I mostly hang out. My handle there is GeoBreeze Travel. I've started a Pinterest if you want to follow me there. Same handle, GeoBreeze Travel. And you can find me on my website, geobreezetravel.com, and then sign up for our mailing list and you will get invites to all of the different points and miles hangouts that we do, which you get so much valuable information from everybody else who attends within like two hours. It saves you days of research. And if you sign up for that, you also get the free email upgrade template that I mentioned today. And I will send you the link for that for the show notes. Okay, perfect. That's, uh, that's amazing. Well, Julia, I want to thank you once again uh, for sharing your tips. I think it's very helpful. And um, yeah, I wish you safe travels in 2021 then. <laughs> thank you so much. This was so much fun getting to speak with you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and that you learned something from it. I certainly enjoyed uh, hearing from uh, Julia's anecdotes and excellent tips that she provided. And of course, if any one of you knows a travel hackers, or maybe you are a travel hacker based in Europe, I would like to hear as well from you. It doesn't matter if you're from Italy, Germany, Belgium, Norway, uh, I don't know, Denmark or Czech Republic. Yeah, please feel free to contact me. Send me an email, john at gentalks.com. So we can have you <laughs> or that uh, travel hacker uh, on the podcast as well to show us how we can travel hack in Europe. And now, before we head off, as usual, here are the key takeaways for today. Number one, if traveling is your passion, could you find a job where traveling is required that matches your skills and experience or that has overseas travel opportunities? That's the easy way to travel hack. Number two, start with the end in mind and get specific on your travel goals. We really like that one. So define where do you want to travel to, which city, which hotel, what activities do you plan to do there. Defining this will help you to find the right credit card and the right amount of points you need to collect. Number three, regarding credit cards, set everything on auto pay, pay your cards on time to avoid the late payment fees. These are the cards with the highest interest rates in the end. And on that note, travel hacking is not yet for you if you're still in debt, but you can still start to learn. Next point, and that is actually valid for everything you want to learn. Try to connect with people who have done this before in your country in order to save research time. Use focus groups, meetups, hire a travel hacking coach, and use the hangouts Julia was talking about, and don't be afraid to spend a few bucks. It's a small amount for many hours saved. And last but not least, I will end up with two tips we can all use, regardless of where we are based. Number one, don't be afraid to ask for upgrades. There's no guarantee it will work, but if you do not ask, you will not get. So get out of your comfort zone and ask for it. And last one, travel hacking is not only about flying exclusively for free. If you find a great cash deal, that's fine too. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.